prayer is inviting God to enter man's domain. David W. Palmer, Psalm 115:16 NKJV. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth is given to the children of men. From the outset of man on earth, God made it clear that the earth is man's domain. Genesis 1:26-28 NKJV. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. 28. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. When articulating his intention for mankind, God said here that it included, let them have dominion, over all the earth. Our opening passage confirms this when it says, the earth is given to the children of men. What does this mean? How does this fact guide us in what we should do, and especially, in how we should pray, to help us further in our understanding of how God views our dominion, over all the earth. Jesus gave us the following parable, Matthew 21 33-42 NLT. Now listen to another story. A certain landowner planted a vineyard, built a wall around it, dug a pit for pressing out the grape juice, and built a lookout tower. Then he leased the vineyard to tenant farmers and moved to another country. 34. At the time of the grape harvest, he sent his servants to collect his share of the crop. 35. But the farmers grabbed his servants beat one, killed one, and stoned another. 36. So the landowner sent a larger group of his servants to collect for him, but the results were the same. 37. Finally, the owner sent his son, thinking, surely they will respect my son. 38. But when the tenant farmers saw his son coming, they said to one another, here comes the heir to this estate. Come on, let's kill him and get the estate for ourselves. 39. So they grabbed him dragged him out of the vineyard, and murdered him. 40. When the owner of the vineyard returns, Jesus asked, What do you think he will do to those farmers? 41. The religious leaders replied, He will put the wicked men to a horrible death, and lease the vineyard to others who will give him his share of the crop after each harvest. 42. Then Jesus asked them, Didn't you ever read this in the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing and it is wonderful to see. The Holy Spirit put this revealing illustration from Jesus into three Gospels, so it is crucially important. In summary, it tells of a landowner. This represents God who, according to our opening passage, owns the universe, the heaven, even the heavens, other lords, and this fits with Psalm 24-1 NKJV, the earth is the Lord's, and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. This is repeated for us in the NT to confirm its importance and veracity. 1 Corinthians 10:26 NKJV, the earth is the Lord's, and all its fullness. From these passages, we see that God clearly is the landowner. He owns the earth and everything on it, including us, especially if we are born again. 1 Corinthians 6:19-20 NKJV, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? and you are not your own. 20. For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. In his story of the wicked tenants, 
Jesus explained that the landowner leased out his vineyard, representing the earth, to tenants, temporary dwellers who can work the vineyard to make a living. This speaks of each of us alive on earth, we have a limited time to make a living here, and to return part of the proceeds to the owner. This sounded like a good idea, until the tenants refused to acknowledge the owner. They didn't want to show him the respect of an owner by giving him his share of the vineyard's produce. So they unwisely killed his servants and even his son. The vineyard was temporarily their domain, and they did their will in it. As a result, they later faced judgment and severe punishment. This helps us understand the overview of our purpose on earth, and the concluding judgment that God has at the end of this age. But to understand prayer, let's focus on the vineyard dwellers slash workers being tenants, not owners. The tenants, representing humans occupying God's vineyard, the earth, could make day-to-day -day decisions and had authority over the running of the farm, albeit temporarily. The owner was in a far country, and he allowed them this control. So, their position was that they were operators in charge and responsible for what happened in the vineyard, but they did not own it. God, the landlord, on the other hand owned it, but he was not responsible for, nor had a say in, the running of everyday work and events. For example, he didn't order the killing of his servants and son, representing prophets and Jesus, they did. I have lived in rented houses. I owned one once that I rented out to tenants. The owner owns it all. But when leased to a tenant he cannot simply come in and arrange the furniture, control the meals, change the music, or select the TV channel. Of course, if the tenant does something destructive to the property, or if he fails to pay the rent, the owner can step in, but this is not normal day-to-day -day practice. If I was a tenant and needed help moving the furniture, I could do it myself, even if it caused an injury. If I didn't ask him, the owner couldn't help me, even if he could see the potential danger. But on the other hand, if I asked for his help, he could assist and offer his expertise and strength to enable me to achieve the purpose safely. This is an exact picture of why we pray, God, even though the owner, is an outsider from man's domain and less invited to help here. But, he needs a basis for the request to be made and received. The legal basis for this is called the covenant. In this super contractual agreement, our part is to ask God in Jesus' name, in faith and full trust. When we meet the conditions set out in the covenant, Father God is absolutely delighted to be invited to help us. He loves us and wants us filled with joy. He wants to help us dodge all the pitfalls and disasters of life. He has no hesitation to step in and help us when covenant conditions are met, and when we don't violate the lease arrangement. No wonder God's word says to pray about everything, without praying about them. God is locked out like a landowner from the property he has leased to tenants. So, ask today, ask Father in Jesus' name for the help you need, give over all your cares and worries, then rest in him, in faith, know that he is at work in your world bringing solutions, help, healing direction, protection, and giving you favor, etc. Remember, Matthew 9.29 NKJV, according to your faith let it be to you, Mark 9.23 NKJV, all things are possible to him who believes, Mark 10.27 NKJV, with God all things are possible.